Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last season on Encounter Party. The Rail War was revealed to be a lie designed to write a giant spell across the city of Ravnica. With more conspirators in the shadows, our players focused on stopping the spell itself while investigating the rail line investors, our players gained a new ally in Saloran Trent, an Orzov debt collector with suspicions of his own. Their investigation uncovered a world-shattering truth. The Guild Pact resides in a man not from this world. Our players traveled to the Rubble Belt to investigate the Gruul and seek the library of the Living Guild Pact in hopes of finding clues about the world beyond. What they discovered confirmed Solorin's fears. The Obzidot, leaders of the Orzov, were members of the conspiracy. Through great sacrifice, our players managed to upend the seat of power in the Orzov, only to reveal that Xenia had been replaced by a Demir agent. Now, left without friends, without orbs, and without hope, can our players possibly defeat the threat of Merit Lage? Find out on Season 3 of Encounter Party! Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another exciting season of Encounter Party. My name is Brian David Judkins. I am your dungeon master for this adventure. With me, as always, is Andrew Krug, Ned Donovan, Sarah Babe, Landry Fleming, and David Quinn. Let's get this party started. Early morning in the abandoned penthouse of the late Rufir Alfonso III. The three remaining attendants wake up groggily with an uncertain future facing them, and their morning is disrupted by the arrival of Saloran Trent, who has returned from his own place of residence to handle the devastating situation you all have before you. Good morning. I brought you fried doughy treats to start your day. Brevin? Yes, master. Uh, it is too early for this. <laughs> and he's just like carrying this tray of uh, fried doughy treats. <laughs> I will grab one and I will consume it. There's a lot of fallout to deal with. I recommend carving up before we start. Parix? Lorzach? Parix looks at the fried doughy treats, Revan the Thrall, and then Saloran, and just goes and sits down at the table. I don't remember whether or not we actually repaired that penthouse window, so it's very possible that you guys are just sitting into an open-air abandoned, very expensive place. That's how I imagine it. <laughs> Floor tiles are all cracked. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I don't think I don't think the repairs from uh, Rizel's visit were ever actually taken care of. And it's also like it's just like abandoned. Like this entire building is just abandoned. It's very quiet. I'm trying my best to be congenial. Could I please have some reciprocation? Thank you for the fried dough, Revan. And he grabs a treat and sits down. I'm gonna pet Revan. Can I bet we... you they pant. I bet you they have zero sweat glands. <laughs> <laughs> and Saloran just turns to Brevin and says, Brevin, home, now. <laughs> yes, master. And he, this little green, gray pygmy thing just sort of like shuffles out of the room, carrying the rest of the donuts that you did not uh, take out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too late. So... As soon as he gets out of the room, it's like no face from <laughs> Spirited Away. Just <laughs> down the hallway. We have a lot to deal with. For one, we need to reunite with Xenia. Point of contention? Xenia abandoned us. 
if anything, we need to reunite with the orb she has. Nothing more. Fair. Either way, we need to head to Nivix immediately. I mean, we at least need to make sure that Xenia's okay. She's, she's a part of our party. She left us open to an attack. Her weakness ultimately fell upon us. I don't think that was her fault, though. We don't know it's entirely of her own will, either. For all we know, this metamorph had taken her face long before. This is why I don't like dealing with the Demir. I don't think anyone likes dealing with the Demir. Seconding that. I don't think the Demir like dealing with the Demir. And yet deal with them we must, one way or the other. I agree the first stop is Nivix. Whether or not reuniting with Xenia is on the table, I'm not sure. We'll see what she has to say. Shall we? Let's. So, with a belly full of dough, we're on our way. <laughs> um, the decision very clearly seems to be march our butts over to uh, deal with you-know-who, you-know-where. So, everybody assembles, heads down into the street. Uh, you guys are currently in the third district, so you're going to have to march your way over to the 10th, which is the, the neighboring district, but you have to go through. You know, we've been through this path several times before. Now, the road to Nivix can be a confusing one. The street layout is a veritable maze of vice and entertainment, surprisingly. Uh, The neighborhood is overflowing with pubs and taverns, making it one of the largest party regions in the 10th district. Uh, It's a strange juxtaposition next to the highest institute of learning in all of Ravnica. Cafes boil away with their finely tuned is it coffee machines. Large steam tanks gargle with their microbrews. To the discerning eye, it all kind of feels like one big distraction uh, to get people lost in revelry before they can poke their nose into any actual is it business. An immense tower rises above the city, and that is Nivix, the guild hall of the is it league. As you approach, you can see that there are multiple floors structured with meticulous focus, full of alchemists and mages who hypothesize, theorize, and often miscalculate to size dangerous experiments with reckless abandon. Are we approaching the door? Saloran marches up and... Knox. With oh no, his. no, no! There are there are there are Scorchbringer guards Ooh. out front with weapons that look very similar to the type of thing that Cyril Montjoy was lighting up his own house with last season. The, the, yeah, <laughs> frontal assault is prepared for. So the question is, how are we going to proceed? I say we be really nice, okay, and polite. No reason not to. There's someone at the front door. We'll say re- two guards. Wizard of Oz style, standing outside front, who very clearly are like, Hi. Is there any way for you to relay a message to field researcher Xenia? No surname? Do you have an appointment? I'm not aware that she has an office in the building, but I know that she uh, has recently taken an appointment with the Fire Mind. Visits to Nivix require an appointment. If you have not scheduled an appointment visit with anybody within the facility, you must head down to the district office, wait in line, which I will promise you is very, very long, file for a scheduled meeting, and with any luck, you'll be able to return in about one to two months. Delightful. Thank you for your assistance. Please? Is there some sort of danger? Yes. If you are concerned about the danger in proximity of any IZIT experiments, please head down to the central office and file the appropriate form immediately. And come back in one to two months. Yes, if you are still alive. Oh. No exceptions? (laughs) No exceptions. We do have charisma-based abilities, do we not? I don't. Yeah, which of us is the most persuasive? Yeah, which, Actually, which, which of us is like really good at getting things out of people when they need them? I'm not saying you have to like start doing that thing that everybody hates, but... <laughs> Saloran marches up to the guards and says, As a high minister of the Orzov Syndicate, I request an audience with this field researcher, Zenya. That's a dirty 20. For persuasion? Yes, sir. Okay, so as you approach these guys, and obviously everything is really tenuous, right? Everything's sort of morose. We're dealing with the fact that, holy crap, we killed we killed guild leaders, and our friend is not who we thought she was, or maybe she still is, and something's wrong with her. We're approaching Nivik, something that is daunting for anybody because we all know who lives in here. 
you're approaching these guards, nobody really knows where to go. And sort of surprisingly, off to your right, this sort of stuffy but hurried is it person comes running up to you. And they have sort of, uh, their facial hair can really be described as Colonel Sanders. And they have, you know, like white hair is just sort of a thing within the is it because they get shocked all the time. So their hair just goes white or they're old. And uh, he comes rushing up to you with this like very, very finely designed, you know, nouveau, chic, renaissance era type, you know, frills and puffy sleeves and, you know, tights and pointy shoes. And he kind of very stuffedly comes comes hurrying up to you and says, <clears throat> stop, stop right there. I know who these people are. Stop right now. And the guards are like, uh, oh, uh, I see. Deputy Security Expector. It's so nice to see you. Yes, hello. I know who these people are. They are expected. This is the Deputy Security Expector, and you are expected. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. We're expected. Yes. You are being expected. This way, if you'd like to come join me, please. Thank you. Yes, I do expect uh, a certain amount of decorum on your way through. Keep your hands and arms inside the ride at all times, or I guarantee you will lose them. Thank, thank you. So, you guys go shuffling in to Nivix. Now, it is a very long way through this tower. Nivix is one of the tallest buildings. I think the only place that's taller than it is Nuprov, which is the main court area of the uh, Azorius. Uh, it is a very, very long way through this tower, so you're going to take a hot minute on a little bit of a walk here. The lower levels are full of, like, workshops and laboratories conducting all types of studies, and you can tell you probably don't want to know what they're working on. Um, a sudden explosion off to your left, followed by the sound of a screaming goblin, gives you the feeling that maybe you guys shouldn't tarry very long. After a while, the farther you head up, the more dragon decor you begin to notice. The fire mine may very well be the most brilliant mind in Ravnica, but as you continue through the tower, you begin to suspect he also is the most vain. But you do have a hot minute to strategize, talk, do whatever you want. It's going to take you 10 to 15 minutes. To the expector. Yes. Uh, and you're taking us to Xenia? Yes, that is the plan. You are here to see Xenia, are you not? Correct. Can we expect anyone else? I suspect you can expect whoever you're hoping to expect. God, we're going to meet the Firemind? I was not hoping to expect that. Please don't say that out loud. <laughs> well, I mean, considering the last couple days we've had, I think it's pretty fair to say we could probably assume that that might be a possibility. We need I... to be prepared then. What do we need to know? What do we need to say? When do we think Xenia was replaced? The Mind Mage implied that he did not have the orb she left us with, which would imply that that was the real Xenia, and everything after that was a copy imitation. That sounds right to me. You hear a deep voice coming from the deputy security expector. Your companion never made it back for the assault on Warzuba. I see I haven't completely shattered your minds. I suppose that's a promising start. Is she here? Yes. Why are you? There will be plenty of times for questions later, but right now we need to focus on getting that orb back. If I remember correctly, the last time we were in the same company, you killed us. I mean, no, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you're kind of hearing this voice in your head and you're hearing that very, very distinct, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, the deputy security expector is walking in front of you, but you can tell that the voice coming out of him is the same voice as that person who ambushed you, who is currently disguising himself as a ranking member of the Izzet. If you needed us, why did you not bring us with you the last time? What are we doing here in your company? As I said, there are a lot of things to discuss, but right now we need to find out what your friend is up to and what her intentions are. I trust her intentions far more than yours, and I don't think there's a we in this scenario. Do you really think I need your trust? You obviously need our help. You wouldn't have let us in. Then let's proceed upstairs. So we're not attacking him? Didn't go well last time. I think that would be an absolutely dreadful idea. Attacking, <laughs> attacking a member of the Izzet in this compound 
they would vaporize us instantly. I think attacking this man, period, is a question of whether or not he's actually where standing where you think he's standing. Oh, so many teeth grinding. <laughs> so much teeth grinding. Okay, so it's, it seems pretty clear that he wants to talk to you guys. He obviously, there's something going on here, right? Like, there's a reason he's paying attention to you, but simultaneously not paying attention to you at the same time. Who the hell knows with the Demir? But you guys kind of get, you kind of get shuffled through up to the top floor. And by reasons you can only imagine are a combination of disguise and probably mind magic, you guys have no problem as four people who are not is it are just being ushered through one of the most, you know, secret keeping places in all of Ravnica. And you guys eventually climb to the top floor and you can see this this sort of immense grand hallway. And the only thing I can think of is like Return to Oz. And it's just like this this just gorgeous golden hallway with motifs and all of these things giving you an impression of what you can expect Niv-Mizzet to appear like before you approach the door. And whoever this person is imitating the deputy safety expector goes to the door. There's a little bit of rummaging that you can't see because his body's in the way. And then he pushes open these giant double doors large enough for a dragon to walk through. And then as you step in before you, you see a large cavernous study full of books and laboratory equipment. But it's very difficult to take in anything as before you stands the last true dragon in Ravnica, the Firemind himself, Niv-Mizzet. He is an awesome creature of both mind and body. His chromatic blue and red frills ripple with concentration. And below him, you can see your friend Xenia standing on her tiptoes, trying to help install a piece of machinery. Surprisingly, he takes no notice of you when you walk in. Your Demir accomplice puts a hand out towards you and basically says, let me do this, and approaches. Oh, great, Niv-Mizzet, I have brought the people you were expecting here. Sillingly over the top, because I'm making a distinctive character choice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you just you just see the, 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 this like terrifying yellow dragon eye just look out of the side of his head and see him. And it takes a split second of contemplation before in this thunderous dragon voice, you just hear Niv-Mizzet roar with absolute disgust. Imposter! And fucking unloads the room in dragon fire. I need dexterity saving throws from everybody. Everyone next to me gets a plus five. Yeah, that's true. You shithead. Episode one. God damn it, David's orders. (laughs) Dexterity? Yeah. 26. Yeah! <laughs> 25. Hey! 11. Nope. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, it's going to be a 23. Oh, close. I need four more D6s. Here, I'm going to borrow them from, from Landry that way. I know. That way you know what? <laughs> that they're hers. That, that I know who to give them back to. Zenia keeps on playing these. <laughs> that way I know they're weighted. <laughs> Been cheating the whole, the whole time, but only on d sixes. <laughs> no wonder she always casts shatter. <laughs> Nothing else. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't uh, athletics or this fire erupts into a ninety foot cone? Like the whole back end of this room just fucking erupts in dragon flame. Anybody who rolled a twenty five or higher takes half damage. Anyone who rolled below a 25 will take 45 points of damage. Anyone below that will take 22 fire damage as you do your best to dive out of the way and you just get freaking ignited by the dragon. 45. 45. 45. I take no damage. Your fucking shield. Damn. <laughs> okay, so all you all so Saloran, so you you do that cool like sleeping beauty thing where you like drop behind the shield, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and the flame kind of roars over you and you you kind of get a chance to look to your left and you see whoever this guy in disguise is 
you see his disguise just get incinerated off of him and he's left looking like like what you saw in the room and so he's just this guy in this dark cloak and he's down on the ground trying to kind of like put himself out and and you just see any any image that was that expector just freaking off him and he's kind of struggling on the ground and then you just hear you just hear niv mizzet like laying into him surprise you lack the ionic charge my scientists developed in my laboratories your disguise was masterful but your polarity was off how dare you enter my tower and start this war anew and then you you kind of hear like through the smoking and the coughing that perhaps this guy would knew that the dragon could do this and just sort of groans out through this like cinder popping off of his body that just says if i wanted your life do you think i'd come here in person and then he's kind of like <clears throat> sort of like down on the ground there's this uh, uh, everybody give me everybody give me like a perception check 12 22. 22. 21. 21. 11. I would say for for Ned, you're very perceptive people, so when you get a chance to kind of look around, there's something about the way that he's kind of handling this that there's something about the way that he's handling this that you can't imagine he did not know that this was going to happen when he walked in the door. I think, you know, perhaps he didn't expect his disguise to be so easily discovered, right? Like, who the hell knows? What what Demir spy knows about magnetism? But there, there is something where it's like, there might be a little bit more of a show going on here than, than he's really down for the count. But he seems to be kind of willingly take a back seat at the moment. Xenia, hey, welcome. You were doing some work. And then some guys, you, you think you saw your friends and then the room just ignited. <laughs> um, Season three. <laughs> you see Xenia, who is so full of herself having gotten to be working with the fire mind in this very special elite place, very puffed up, her buttons are shiny, she's taking herself very seriously, and she looks at the deputy security inspector and says, I knew he was an imposter too. She then turns to her uh, previous compatriots and she says, Oh, it's so nice to see all of you. I've missed you all so much, as much as, you know, I can miss someone. I have been practicing feelings. Sanya, I'm... <clears throat> glad you're okay. Ugh, I'm more than... I will tell you what. I am absolutely fantastic. If someone asked me a year ago today... Hey, Zenya, where would you be a year from now? I would not think it was in the Firemind's laboratory. I'll tell you what. I feel the same way as I'm patting out flames <laughs> on my fur. And Zenya starts helping her and patting out the fires. <laughs> you guys start patting yourself out. It's like Rizel all over again. This is the beginning of every season now. Just, just pure fire damage. This is not where I expected I would be. One year ago from today. <laughs> Jeez, how flammable are you? It's not great. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Um, so as you guys are like patting yourself out and, and you look up and you realize that you've kind of bought yourself just a half second of contemplation here because the dragon seems to be like analyzing the situation. Like, oh, you guys aren't completely incinerated into dust right now. I wonder why that is. And you, you know, he might get kind of lost in calculations for a brief moment ever then. So... If you're going to do anything, I, I would do it now while you're still alive. So Lauren puts his hand on Lorzatch's back and just says, God up, of course, and channels 22 points of healing into his body. You healed him? Ha! <laughs> Choices. <laughs> we know what happened in the Basilica. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, Lorzatch will sort of draw Zenia's attention as best he can. Would you please kindly introduce us before he uh, breathes again? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm so sorry. Yes. Um Silence. Never mind, I can't. Does silence mean something different in the is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh great Niv Mizzet, please spare us your wrathful flames. I come here on the benefit of the Orzov to seek your counsel. And Saloran, as he's saying this, his cape is burned away and his armor is smoking. Hmm. Curious enough to warrant a moment of my attention. Explain yourselves now. I'll follow behind 
uh, Saloran and just kind of fist to chest down to a knee in the most respectful stance that I can be in. In a weird turn of events, Perix has spent the last few days more terrified of whatever's in his head than anything else and uh, stands up and stares at Niv-Mizzet and says, with all the respect in the world, we didn't expect to be here. We're looking for her. And frankly, we would like to know why we had to die for her to see us again. Come again? You abandoned us. You have something that belongs to us. And we would like to know exactly why you didn't come back. So what you see in the back of the room, now that the smoke has started to settle, what they were working on happens to look like a familiar piece of machinery. It looks like they're reconstructing some of the stuff that you saw in Fizzle Gig Whirly Gears Tower. Oh, not not the Malthus Reed lab. The Malthus Reed was much larger. That was designed to house multiple orbs. But if we remember, Xenia tricked Whirly Gear into thinking that she was his assistant. Right. So she got access to a bunch of paperwork and stuff like that. So it looks like they might be using a combination of whatever she can remember and stuff that Niv can just sort of piece together with his advanced science knowledge. And it looks like they're trying to rebuild one of those tubes that the other two Izzy guys were using to study the orbs. Good gracious, you're so sensitive. Abandoned is such a strong word choice. Um, I've had... Very pressing things to do. Obviously, I have been studying the orb, which does not belong to you. I I don't want to, you know, hash out everything that you say, but it's not your property. We had an agreement that you broke. I bled for you. And you can just hear his teeth grinding so hard under his helmet. So, a uh, question from the DM. Is that contract still active? I think, I mean, Xenia was not there. Tessa said it was up, but... Tessa absolved it, I believe. But after she abandoned us. She broke the contract before the contract was... What was the parameters of her abandonment? You would only take actions that help the party and you wouldn't wouldn't leave the party without majority. Technically arguable in that we've recruited the most Well, now wait a minute, now wait a minute. It's important to note that you voted her to leave twice. To come back. We never said no, when she should come back. I think you said go, and then we'll send you a message and come. I think the vote was for her to leave. Am I? I'm, you're shaking your head, correct? Yeah, I believe so. And Xenia, did you believe you were doing something for the benefit of the party in the situation? Oh, absolutely. I thought I was doing the absolute best thing. As an official member of the uh, Zoria Senate, I find no fault in the... <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> I, I believe the contract was fulfilled to the extent of its circumstances. Really handy to have an Azoria senator just, uh, yeah, just, just on just call. Right there. <laughs> yeah, we I had the day tanner. off. I, I, I freelance judge in my spare time. <laughs> 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 I settled domestic disputes uh, just walking down the street. Uh, and then I'll say to Niv-Mizzet, and would you mind ever so kindly telling us who is that? And I will point at the figure. <laughs> um, so the <clears throat> the figure gets up and is <laughs> kind of brushing himself off and very coldly just, you know, he's got this like cloak on and his hair is down in front of his face and he has this weird thing with his voice where it sounds like he's there but not there at the same time but also maybe like behind a wall. Like it sounds like his voice is only reaching you from the direction he wants you to hear it from. And he just very coldly out of his mouth just says, I think you know exactly who I am. What did you do with Sir Beardy? I liked him. <laughs> there's, the, there's, very, there's very little... Re- so you're in the middle of... That's canon now. Uh, now, who do we think this is, right? Like, out of the table, who do we think that this is? For someone to so confidently disguise themselves, go to Niv-Mizzet, and then withstand yeah. this attack, it's got to be the leader of the Demir. To me, that's the most sensible answer. I would imagine that Saloran is in a position to, like, suspect such a thing too. It is unlikely he's going to confirm or deny, but he seems willing to let you guys believe that he is the guild leader of the Demir. And also, you're very quickly realizing that Niv-Mizzet does not waste any of his time answering questions that don't progress things forward. He does not give a shit about side chatter. But he seems to be incredibly patient. What have you learned about the orb? Nothing. Nothing that we didn't know, but I feel like if I spend a lot of time here with the fire mind, just a lot of one-on-one personal time, 
days together, evenings, sleepovers, meals. I really feel like I'm gonna hit on something more. Enough, little spark. Yes, sir. I'm rapidly running out of patience. Why have you come to my tower? We were looking for Xenia. And no. you have found her. We have been working together with Xenia to try and protect Ravnica from whatever it is Master Researcher Malthus Reed set into motion. We collected as a group a total of four orbs. One of them was brought to you by Xenia. He returned to our party as Xenia and then murdered us. And then it turned out it was a psychic attack. But... I feel like I've been murdered. <laughs> I feel offended. Uh, he now has three orbs. We know of four. We suspect five. The fourth is in your possession. We came to make sure it was safe from him. Well, your presence may have added some expediency to my research. On penalty of getting burnt to a crisp. What are these four? We don't know. We know everything Xenia does. Prismatic orbs from the plane of Dominaria. I don't know if your studies have come across these words before, but I promise you these are artifacts from a place that is not Ravnica. He, uh, Lorzach, weirdly, the Draco genius is throwing you an insane amount of respect by just talking to him like he already knows everything. Surprisingly, he did not expect that from you, and he's really sitting there. And then you hear the Demir Guildmaster sort of get up and, and very deliberately just says to him, I came in person. Give us the orb. Who the hell do you think you are? The Firemind won't be just giving you something just because you demand it. Back up, buddy. Uh, Xenia starts rubbing <clears throat> her hands together and forming static electricity. Xenia, the Demir guy looks straight at you and demands a charisma saving throw. Oh, well. Luckily. Yeah. She is not in range of that aura. Oh, nope. 13. You immediately recognize that. Why the hell did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> uh, who said that? <laughs> I, hey, is there somebody behind me? I don't know, not me. I would never say something like that. <laughs> Have you told the dragon what's at stake? The dragon already knows. Dragon, there is a horror from another dimension knocking on our doorstep. Given your track record, is that something you really want to face head on? To which the dragon, whew, I would say Solorin has enough pickup on what it, you know, what like badgering somebody mentally looks like that, ooh, boy, did that, oof. Given what you now know about what Tasa said, like, ooh, ooh, room, room's getting a little hot. I would like to slowly move to what I think would be out of range yeah, of the fire attack. There is no out of range in this room. Balls. And as you step to the side, you immediately, your your battle tactics just go, oh, holy shit, there's nowhere in this room to not get lit on fire. He thought of this. He fucking thought of this. This is not his first time mediating a difficult conversation. And when tensions are running high, Saloran defaults to stuff that Tasa taught him. He puts his hands in the air and says, Great Niv-Mizzet, the horror's name is Merit Lage. What it has offered to entities in our world has been enough to corrupt even those beyond the grave. Please. We seek guidance, and we seek assistance. Persuasion. And if you do it, I'll reward you. 22. Oh, buddy. Oh, like legitimately? Hold on, what is his bonus? With his bonus, he got a 20. <laughs> for real. Awesome. Uh, take a point of inspiration, actually, for actually making that work. Holy crap. So yeah, he gets a plus 11. <laughs> <laughs> to convincing people of stuff. <laughs> Nakara is now learning the power of words versus fists. <laughs> <laughs> so the so so this 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 God, what a devastatingly dangerous situation that you guys were in. That suddenly, just everything just sort of like calms down in this weird way. This is so weird. This guy could roast this entire room, and everybody's just sort of calming down to this conversation. Everybody's kind of saying the right thing. Hey, man. Nobody's here to do anything. We just want the orb. This is super dangerous. And you get this weird interaction where Niv-Mizzet turns to you, Xenia, and gives you a look that seems to ask for your permission. He's actually curious as to what your opinion on this could be. Little Spark, you know these people more than I, and it was you who brought this to my attention. 
What say you? Great fire mind, I think it would be a good idea to send me along with them. I trust them with the orb. I trust them with this task. And I would love to represent you on this quest. Is this orb necessary for averting this disaster? And Xenia makes um, very direct eye contact with Niv-Mizzet and says, yes, I believe so. I will not relinquish my studies, but I understand that time is a factor. Orzovian, I demand a contract. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Well, so Lauren didn't wake up expecting this to happen. But you most certainly better have paper on you. Oh, of course. There you go. <laughs> Law magic? Are you kidding me? Thankfully, it's on your person and not burnt to a fucking crisp. Yeah. <laughs> if you had it, like, in your hand, it would have been gone. In his experience working with Tessa and observing how she handles the other guild leaders, there's a little extra pomp and weight in the way that he brings out the paper, brings out the ink, brings out the quill, as if it's its own ceremony, setting the scene for Niv-Mizzet to write out the contract. I just gave you inspiration, so I'm not going to give you another one, but I do want to reaffirm that your handling of this situation is exactly correct. He's a dragon. We know in D&D, dragons are very vain, and he's even doubly so. So you can just feel that all of your negotiating skills, all of your debt collector skills, all that stuff is is really working on here. Now, he's going to make you actually write it out, because why would he fucking do it? But he he demands this, like, very specific wording in a scenario. I am willing to relinquish possession of this orb under the strict condition that once you have averted the danger... You will return this orb to me. This exact orb. I will not abandon my studies. As a precaution, might I suggest including someone else into this contract? And Saloran throws a look to the Demir guild member. This is a free radical. This person came into our lives and killed us. I cannot trust this man. Ooh, that's going to need another really good persuasion roll. Because... <laughs> this dude doesn't get to join you may party. Have, you may have just sneaked something out of me really hard. I'm going to use my point of inspiration that I just oh! got. Yeah! Oh! <laughs> 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 go! 24. <laughs> I just pelvic thrust into Andrew Krug. I'm so sorry, Andrew. <laughs> No one was ready for that. <laughs> Them's the dice. So yeah. What did you roll? A 24. What does that number say? Oh, a 17. And what is that bonus number in the book? A plus six. Shut the front door. <gasps> what? Oh my goodness. I will give you back that point of inspiration. You just had three really great moments in this thing. Son of a bitch, Good dude. God. Fucking Christ, dude. Great job. So you see, there's so much going on here, right? There's so many, like, you're talking about probably the two most resourceful people in Ravnica as well. And there's something about this. There's something about the fact that this Demir guy is going along with you. And he walks over to the paper and his wrist flickers. And, like, his blood forms into a quill. And he signs his name with blood. And you just see him write the name Lazov. Would I know that that is the guild leader? Uh, It's unlikely that you guys know that 
his, I mean, who knows his name, right? Right. Who knows if that's even really his name, right. Right. but he's given you a moniker to address him by unavoidingly like, dude, David, seriously, what a, what a, what a inadvertently mastered stroke there. Yeah. Um, look, there's no way he's going to outright say, yes, I am the, whoever the leader of the Demir is, is going to give you just as much information to make you do what he wants you to do. But if you were to move forward, assuming this is the leader of the Demir, I don't think it could possibly harm you. Noted. This is a, a chess game that Lorzach does not know how to play. <laughs> Perix doesn't think that Lazov should be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we adding Lazov to this party? Why is he coming into this game? We cannot take this orb from Niv-Mizzet without some sort of guarantee that this Demir asshole isn't going to screw us over. It's a contract that's binding us to Niv-Mizzet, but right now, before this contract, this Demir guy was a free radical. He could do whatever. Make him a known quantity, get him in. Yeah, by hook or by crook, making sure that he can't, like, mind fuck all of us and then kill us again or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over here at the end of the table, like, completely. I'm trying to keep it really, really cool because I'm currently inhabiting both Niv-Mizzet and Lazov at the moment. But, dude, seriously, what a great, what a great play to make them both reliant on each other if they want something done david seriously what a what a what a really really good move it's a good maneuver and they're using us yes. so we need assurances wow great move david um so geez great move so the way that this works is this this is just how it works is you just presented a case and both lazov and Niv Mizit kind of look at each other and just go yeah aggravatingly that makes a lot of sense and so Niv Mizit retrieves the or and he uh he grabs he grabs a sticker <laughs> yes he does does he wear like a glove does and he, he have puts, like a little baby glove no, sticker no because he's got he's got like the long claw right so he just puts the sticker on it and the sticker is like it's like a, a cartoon rendering of niv mizzet with like a thumbs up and smiley oh my right? god like a, like a twitch <laughs> chat emoji like a like a nimizit emoji like thumbs up sticker <laughs> and he just puts it on it and he hands it to Xenia. Xenia takes her cloak takes is he bear handing it bear clawing it bear dragoning it yeah but like we know the minimal amount of damage it does so sure. it probably doesn't even like affect him sure I bet you he handles, like, more damaging stuff on a daily basis. I'm really glad he put a sticker on it, because I was wondering how we were going <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. make sure it was his. He seems pretty determined to give it to her. I love. I mean, it did. does, It does like, I can't remember what it does. It I was like eight points hold, of cold damage. Hold, holding, holding the orb does, like, 2DA damage or something like that. It's just, like, a basic frost, frost damage thing. But it's, like, <laughs> for, for the party people at home, it's, like, every minute or something like that. Like, it is repeatable damage. But for him to pick it up and hand it to her. Nah, he's all right. I just love the is it has such strong branding game. <laughs> right? They do though. They do because Niv Mizzet is so vain. Like seriously, if you if you explore Ravnica and like merchandise and all that stuff, like the is it are on brand all the time. That dragon, if you think about the like the place is called Nivix, there's Mizium, there's all sorts of stuff. And the whole the whole idea behind the design of the Is It League is that he's so freaking vain that everything is just sort of named around him. And it's so weird because he's not a super public figure all the time. So there's this weird, like, celebrity crap that he's set up that's just outrageous. We're even falling into it in this podcast because I've written him in. So it's just <laughs> outrageous. He's that good. I've even fallen for it. Um, okay, so here we are. You have one orb in the hands of Xenia. Who knows where the other three are? But you now have a contract that Niv-Mizzet does not seem like he's going to give you guys crap about possessing this thing until you stop whatever you're intending to stop, which we are going to say is... we They are in contract with each other and us until we are all safe back with our respective guilds. Until Ravnica is safe and we are safe back with our respective well, guilds. Except that can be as simple as, oh, we're going to dump you off at your guild's right. doorstep, and we're done. Ravnica is currently safe because Merit Lage hasn't arrived. So making sure, like, to... Merit Lage has to be in the wording. Until I, Merit Lage is defeated? I think we should name the, the defeat or destruction of the remaining conspirators 
and the dissolution of the conspiracy to summon Merritt Lage and or the defeat and dissolution of Merritt Lage. Do we want to include the anything with the rail lines? If I, I mean, if I was the lawyer typing this out, it would be um, all such pertinent steps pertaining to the summoning of one Merritt Lage, including but not limited to the construction or sabotage of rail lines, the repossession of all available extra planar orbs mm-hmm. or related paraphernalia and or artifacts pursuant to clause. Do we want to add a like a bringing to justice or a destroying of all corrupt merit lage corrupted enemies? If we destroy merit lage, then we destroy. I think we destroy Hopefully the source of the right. because there's a. I mean, even Lazov last season was saying that he was hearing the voice. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, but we can put it in, but that also puts you at risk. That's why I said enemies. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. Just because you're entering in it with us, that, I mean, who knows how Niv-Mizzet feels about you. Well, and the destruction, and to me, the Parrick's destruction is expecting of- to be dead within a week, so like. Really? Yeah. The destruction of of all Merit Lage followers, to me, seems a little that, like. Or like bringing to justice, right? Bringing like, to justice. I mean. Impossible to enforce. Yeah, it's just so yeah, grand. Yeah. So the, the, the specificity of the defeat or dissolution of the conspiracy, including Dayrath and any other known conspirators. Or to be discovered conspirators. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Sure. You wanna you wanna leave that bit open. But yeah. also like um we have to prevent the summoning from taking place. Yeah. Or which we still don't technically know is a summoning. No, for all we summon. know when we get the fifth orb, the gates open. Right. Um but we don't know if it's when they come together. We don't know if it's when the spell completes. We don't we, actually know that it's gates. Also we stopped the glyph. So supposedly this isn't possible. We don't know. Uh yeah. Right. But, right. Yeah. right. We also don't know that we stopped the glyph. I say we just travel to another dimension and start our own Ravnica with hookers and blackjack. Yeah, yeah. The terms of this contract shall be fulfilled when all known conspirators, uh, conspirators against the Guild Pact, Dayarath, and all others that may be discovered are brought to justice. Gotta use Merit Lage in there. Will the term conspirators include Merit Lage herself because she is a sentient creature? No, it's Merit Lage is a second part of this. The yeah, conspiracy the the day, is within... Is The conspiracy is dedicated to the service of Merit Lage. And at the end of the day, we're looking to stop Merit Lage if from arriving if that is the plot, and therefore stopping the conspiracy stops that anyway. We and don't need to go to Dominaria to beat yeah, up Merit no, no, Lage. No, no. <laughs> as, a, as a DM, I'm going to say she's extra planar and therefore in no way can be affected by a contract or anything yes. on Ravnica. No, we're saying like we're using Merit Lage as the when the clause is complete for Niv-Mizzet and Lazov. It has nothing it. to do with Merit Lage. Yes. Slorin puts the quill down and reverently takes the paper and begins to read, The terms of this contract shall be fulfilled when the goals of the conspirators are halted. This includes all known and unknown conspirators against the Guild Pact are compromised to a permanent end. The extraplanar entity Merit Lage is either prevented from entering Ravnica or its life is terminated. Mediated and signed by High Ministrate of the Orzov Syndicate, Slorin Trent. So it's important to recognize that Lazov signed his name before you actually wrote the contract. Something to take note of. Um, however, after reading it... Initial these changes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. After, after the Firemind hears you read this out loud, you can see him take just a microsecond of contemplation, knowing his brain works much faster than anyone else's. And then in this... I mean, he's a dragon, right? So him even just turning around is like a thunderous effort. And um, you you just hear like the little tink of a glass container. And then he comes around and asks you to hold out the paper. And with a long claw, just the delicate edge of a claw, just signs his name, Niv-Mizzet, the Firemind, comma, Draco Genius. Thank you. Guild leader of the Izzet League. Thank you. Paragon of the first Guild Pact. Thank you. So Lauren then looks over at Lazov and says, I believe you need to initial these addendums to the contract. He does. Thank you. Without emotion. What is his second initial? He just signs L. In blood. Do you see him add Guild Leader of the Demir? (gasps) Dang. David, awesome play, buddy. Really, really awesome play. 
Saloran smiles under his helm and says, thank you, guild leader. Really, really awesome play, buddy. I can only give a certain amount of, of inspiration, but really, really, really awesome play, buddy. Okay, so after signing that, Lazov just turns and starts walking out the door. Xenia follows. Saloran, he's got the contract. He goes as well. Oh, great, Firemind. Thank you for your presence. And then, and then out, out from out the door, you just, you hear like in your own brain, keep up. As Xenia as leaves the door, she turns, she bows to the Firemind, and while she's walking out under her breath, she whispers, I'll miss you. What happened here? <laughs> what is going on? <clears throat> On the next Encounter Party! Recovering the missing orb from Xenia, our players have managed to bind the allegiance of both the Izzet League and the House Demir. The mysterious man calling himself Lazov seems to be formulating a plan against the conspiracy. But what role do our players serve in that plan? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Good evening. This is Lorzach Roth's speaker. You know, most people throughout history are dead. And someday, you will be too. Or will you? Find out by joining the Golgari Swarm and find your secret to a life everlasting. Join our Facebook discussion group for all the behind-the-scenes looks at what's happening with Encounter Party. Find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. For news and updates, go to EncounterParty.com. And let's keep this party going.